Hi, everyone. This is Fernando from Moonspell. This is Missy Abula from Your Chance to Die. This is Rob the Witch from Necronomicon. This is Ben from Goat Whore. This is Morgan Weller from the Strawby. And you're listening to the great Knuckles to Die. Welcome to the podcast, Great Metal Debate listeners. We're back, excited to talk to another incredible metal artist. I'm here with Sam Hartman, Black Metal Shredders at Ignorosis. Thanks so much for joining us today, Sam, on the Great Metal Debate podcast. Thanks for having me, Robert. I appreciate it. Well, we're uh, here in Nashville, Tennessee, the second evening of your tour of the eastern U.S. You guys kicked off the tour with a hometown show last night in Louisville. How was that first evening? It was awesome. I think it exceeded expectations. Um, we had some new songs, had some old songs. We had a lot of fans come out, a lot of our friends. Uh, just really excited to bring the Peripatia record to the live show and kind of expose people to a different style of black metal. You know, hopefully something that kind of moves them and touches them in, in a way more than just, you know, aggressive music and blast beats. And I know you guys already kind of getting in the flow on the tour. I texted you earlier and you said, hey, I'm at Guitar Center. Yeah, we uh, we always have gear issues. I think it's because we try to run a pretty technical production. So one thing we do is we try to really recreate the album live. Um, and to do that, you know, we have a lot of guitar work and gear and computers and shit. And something always goes wrong or we run into some issue at a venue. We have to run to Guitar Center and get a cable or you know, get something or fix it. Um, our guitarist is uh, Zach Denham. I mean, he's kind of a wizard with that stuff. So, you know, he'll be soldering a cable like, you know, 10 minutes before we go on just because he needs to fix something or rewire something in his rack. But we always pull it off, um, and the, the fans really seem to appreciate it. Well, this second night again of the tour, Louisville, now Nashville. What other cities are you hitting on this tour? Yeah, we got a bunch. We're going to Knoxville tomorrow, um, also with Oubliette, who we're playing with tonight. Really excited to play with uh, another great black metal band. Um, we're heading south, going to Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we just got added to a show in Baltimore. Uh, we'll be playing Brooklyn again, which we're really excited about. Uh, we're going over to Worcester, playing a, a Ralph's Diner over there, a Metal Thursday show, and then kind of wind our way back through the Midwest. Uh, playing Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, St. Louis, um, and then finish up in Milwaukee and Detroit, which are two cities we always do really well in, so excited. You mentioned Oubliette from here in Tennessee, but you're taking on the road with you Cryptic Ham from Kentucky. How long have you known those guys? Uh, quite a while. Uh, so our bass player, uh, Josh Mumford, is also in Cryptic Ham, so he's, he's playing double sets, which uh, so far has worked pretty well. So yeah, Josh is in uh, both bands, Cryptic Him and, and Anagnorisis, uh, and he kind of pitched the idea to us a while ago. Uh, it's worked out great. So they have a trailer, so they take the cabs. We take uh, a lot of other shit in our van, and uh, um, it's worked out really well. Uh, Cryptic Him is awesome. I mean, it's super thrashy, death metal, really aggressive, um, and it's, uh, it's a really good uh, band to compliment on the tour. You might have to be feeding him the Red Bull at the end of the tour if he's doing double duty each night. 
Yeah, I mean the the benefit is you know he 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 can leave all the gear up there, so the cab and the head and all that stuff. But yeah, he was pretty exhausted last night. I think it'll get easier. The I mean we still got fifteen some shows to do, so I think it'll get better by the end of the tour. So for folks who aren't familiar with Anagnorisis, can you give us a brief summary of your history, maybe up until the twenty thirteen release of Beyond All Light? Yeah, so the band was started a uh, long fucking time ago, uh, back in 2002, 2003, by a guy named Austin Lunn, who is now sort of famous for his project Panopticon. Uh, moved to Louisville, started getting some members together. Uh, got a guy named Adam Pierce, got Zachary Kerr. Um, they were kind of playing as a three-piece. They got Zach Denham uh, to play guitar and keyboards, four-piece, did, did some shows and a, a, some, some demos like that. Um, at this time, Zach was on bass. Uh, he's now on vocals, but at the time, he was on bass guitar. Um, he used to play bass in a band called Casper Eden that I love to mention and that he hates that I mention. Uh, and uh, like a metalcore kind of yeah yeah. Casper Eden was a was a metalcore band, and they were they were fucking awesome. Um, and uh, nobody wants to admit to those days anymore, but I I do because I loved that band so. Um, and then I joined, we were kind of a five-piece, that's the lineup we did over in Trees with, uh, and that was really kind of, you know, death metal, black metal, but a strong Opeth influence, we were really into that kind of stuff, but, you know, picking up the blast beats and that kind of stuff. Then Austin left, uh, we got a guy named Nathan Bowling, Nathan Bowling who did vocals uh, on an Alpha and Omega EP, um, which kind of was honestly more of a metalcore record. I mean, when you listen to it, the production and everything, I'll admit to the fact that it, it sounds like a metalcore record. Um Nathan and uh, um, some other people left at that time. We had a lot of turnover in terms of lineup and drummers and guitarists and vocalists. And then on the Ghost of Our Fathers EP, which was uh, premeditated by the fact that our, our vocalist Zach lost his dad, um, we had Zach step up and do vocals. And he really just wanted to try it. You know, he was like, "Hey, like, let me try doing vocals. I used to do vocals a long time ago in a, in a punk band I sung in." And uh, it worked out really well. Um, we were really happy with the way he did vocals. And so when we started to think about the next full length, which was Beyond All Light, um, we were like, look, Zach, like, you should be the full-time vocalist. Like, it's not just an EP. Like, you need to be the front man of the band. So was that the catalyst for a different sound and direction for the band? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, just our styles, you know, and stuff had changed over time. I mean, Beyond All Light came out in 2013. Uh, Over in Trees came out in 2007. I mean, that's like six-some years in between. So things change, styles change. Yeah, we wanted to write um, a black metal record, a really aggressive black metal record that still had, you know, some anagnosis flair to it. And we put saxophone on there and some weird shit. Um, but yeah, that record, that concept is all Zach. I mean, he, he did all the, the lyrics and concept for that. Um, and then Zach Denham did all of the songwriting, um, as well as the, the mixing and, and recording for that record, too. So that was 2013, a fair amount of years between that release and the release of the new album. How did the new album come together? So the new album came together, uh, kind of the story that, you know, the press release that's out there is, um, you know, after Zach's dad had passed away, he was down visiting his mom, kind of dealing with, you know, her affairs and, and there's some stuff down there. And, you know, when somebody passes away, it's always sort of a, it's a tough emotional thing to go through their stuff, you know, their physical effects. And one of these effects that uh, Zach's mom had were these cassette tapes that was... Um, recordings of Zach and his dad and his mom and a grandma 
uh, in just different combinations. You know, and a lot of parents do this with their kids because they want to document those memories, and they didn't have iPhones and all that shit at the time. And it's rare sometimes that those things survive to this point. You, since you don't have a, really a venue for those audio tapes anymore, uh, people throw them out quite a coup that he was able to find those absolutely it was it was cool but he didn't take them at that time he actually kind of rejected them um and was like look that's that's way too heavy to listen to you know i, I don't want to mess with that right now and then when he actually requested them it took a little while for him to get them too to actually get them transported back to louisville and for us to listen to him and everything the funny thing is you know we sell cassette tapes now like we we put out the releases on cassette tapes so the ironic part of this like archaic medium, which spawned this whole story, is that like we sell out of tapes. You know, we do a run of 100 to 200 tapes every record, and they're gone. We have a, a international. We have a guy that makes the tapes in Europe too, and he sells out of them as well. So, so people love those dead formats. You know, I don't, I'm not really sure why. I don't own a tape player, but. Do you have a feel for whether that the old school '80s metal guys who still have their original Judas Priest album, or is it, a lot, or a lot of those like the kids who see them as a vintage retro throwback? Yeah, I think it's a mixture. I think there are honestly some people who have cars that have tape players in them, and they're just that old, and the car's that old, and that's what they want to listen to. Uh, I think some people really like to have a physical medium, something they can hold in their hand. You no know, tape's kind of cool. You got to wind it if it gets fucked up. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. Like some people are into that. Um, and there's a design that goes into it too. Like the last tapes we did, we put in a cloth bag and kind of made it fancy. So your original question was what, you know, what premeditated Peripatia? Well, it was these tapes. And after Beyond All Light, Zach had kind of started to open a wound of, you know, what's going on in his life. And to be frank, it was about, you know, his depression and anxiety and, um, just his struggles in life, which is pretty... I mean, that's pretty vulnerable to write all that out on the on the page, you know, and to, to put that into an album. But we did it. We went full force with it. The record cover is a picture of him as a kid. It's a baby picture of Zach, you know, looking at this butterfly um, on the album cover. And so, you know, he crafted the lyrics um, around these tapes and just inspired by them. Um, and then we were able to intersplice the tapes with the lyrics and the music seems like you guys have really pulled out all the stops musically with this one. You you talked about the sax and other things that you've incorporated, but in this one, I mean, there just seems like there's layers and layers of atmosphere. Was that a conscious effort, or is that just how the sound and production evolved as you continued to work on the material? Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of hear that Beyond All Light, too, and it is just it just kind of evolves that way. Really, all of our songs start with kind of a skeleton of guitars and drums, uh, again, you know, our guitarist, Zach Denham's the, the principal songwriter, and he, he writes all that. We wrote most of the record, actually, we were together. We kind of, we rented this cabin, you know, went away for the weekend and, and recorded a bunch of stuff. Um, and then the, the keys and a lot of that arrangement that you're hearing, where it's just like all of this stuff going on, that really took some time to evolve and develop. And there were moments where we would say, hey, let's put a saxophone in here. Let's do this or let's do that. Um, but like in the the track Metamorphosis that has the, the saxophone, the guitar solo, bass solo, I mean, we specifically wrote that thinking like, okay, we're going to have this block where we just like have, you know, trading solos or whatever. So some of that was intentional. Um, and then other parts of it just kind of came about naturally. And we were like, hey, that'd be a cool thing there. And let's try that. So on this current tour, how much of the new album are you playing live? And uh, what are you incorporating off Beyond All Light? Uh, anything before that? 
Yeah, so we're playing uh, the first, I guess, side or half of Peripatia. Um, it's a double LP, so I guess there's four sides, but we're playing uh, Transparent Negative, uh, Discussion Remorse Part 1 and Part 2, and then 5306 Morningside, um, and then depending on the night, uh, a couple tracks, one or two tracks from Beyond All Light, um, either you know first or second track, uh, and then uh, closing with uh, the title track, Peripatia, which is the second single we released for the record. They're long tracks, so it's not like you can have 30 songs in your set list. Yeah, th- th- we can't really do a whole bunch of stuff, and we have a new drummer, so it was also like, you know, how much can we get him to learn at this time? And um, the songs all really bleed together, so it's a hard choice. Like, what are we going to pick out? That's why we kind of play all of the first side of Peripatia, because it's, it's three songs, but we did that um, basically just so it'll kind of fit into Bandcamp and iTunes and kind of have some separation. It's really one long 13-minute song. It's like a story, really. Yeah, it absolutely. It's a story with chapters, and that's exactly how we intended it. The first the first two sides of Peripatia, the record, are you know the first chapter, and then Beyond All Light, as a, as a story, is kind of sandwiched in the middle. And then the back half of Peripatia is the conclusion of, of Zach's saga, if you will, you know. We're sitting here recording this in the tour van. After this tour is over and this van's no longer your home, kind of what are the plans for the rest of 2016 and on into 2017? We don't have any more plans for 2016 right now. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing on my mind is getting the vinyl. It's going to be shipping over from Europe very soon. We're really fortunate to pair up with Vendetta Records, uh, who's, who's done a lot of awesome releases. The, the owner, Stefan, has, has been super supportive in what we're doing. Uh, so as soon as I get home, I mean, I'm mailing out vinyl. Like I'm just going to be doing that nonstop and dealing with merch and all that stuff. And then uh, hopefully some more touring in 2017. I mean, we love to go out with some other bands, get to the West Coast. We've had a lot of requests for that. Um, it's just an issue of you know time and money and logistics, and it's it's not easy to book a tour. It's it's uh, sounds like you're handling it all yourself. If you're if you're at the end of this tour mailing out things to people, sounds like the band is is pretty much handling all themselves some some challenges to that but also you guys are in control of your own destiny yeah absolutely i mean we've been very diy from the beginning we were we were on a record label for over in trees but it was kind of the sh- a shell of a label it, it, it imploded and is no more uh and we've self-released everything up until peripatia which again stefan and, and vendetta records have decided to do he really only wanted to do vinyl we asked him to do cd because we still have fans that want to buy cds um and then the tapes there's lots of people that will put tapes out but um yeah i mean all the shipping you know the, the shirts the merch like we do all that stuff ourselves like whenever people get stuff from us like I mean, it's literally from us. It's probably me, like, packing it in my apartment, sticking a label on it, shipping it out the door. Wrapping up today with you, Sam, how can fans who want to support the band purchase music and merchandise from Anagnorsis? Yeah, it's a, it, Anagnorsis is a tough word to say. Uh, so people can get our stuff online. Uh, the music and all of our music-related merch, CDs, tapes, vinyl, uh, just go to music.anagnorsis.com. Uh, or you can go to anagnorisis, A-N-A-G-N-O-R-I-S-I-S dot bandcamp dot com. Same thing. Uh, if you want to buy shirts and that kind of stuff, you can go to merch dot anagnorisis dot com. Um, and then we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Just search anagnorisis and, and you'll find us. Uh, and we love interacting with fans and seeing pictures of them with the merch or any of the stuff they have. So uh, we're just really stoked that people are interested in us anywhere. And, and I mean, I've sent merch all over the world at this point, you know, Thailand, Germany, Switzerland, like when I get to mail out those packages, I feel really 
really lucky to have fans literally all over the world interested in what we're doing. That's a, that's a really amazing feeling. And fans can pick up merchandise, buy it directly from you on this tour. Yeah, we have everything except the Parapetia vinyl, which is coming out mid-November. It's coming out November 15th. Uh, we'll have it shortly after that and be shipping it out. They can pre-order it uh, at the show, and we'll ship it to them. We've included shipping and the price and all that stuff. It's a great way to help us now on tour and support us. Uh, but we got shirts, CDs, tapes. we got a brand-new zip-up hoodie that's really awesome, uh, patches, stickers, I mean, the whole nine yards. we got all that stuff, and we, we love it when people come to the merch table and talk to us planning to purchase to support this band i encourage our listeners to do that uh, come out and see them live on this tour look for some other dates potentially in 2017 and i gotta tell you this is my first time to see you all live this evening i'm super stoked about it can't wait uh, some homegrown black metal in the u.s from what i've heard from this album i think i'm gonna get blown away man thanks so much we appreciate it and uh, good luck to you out on the road thanks robert thanks to your listeners for tuning in uh, we really appreciate the support